You are now listening to Teach Me How to Love You Better, hosted by Dergo Beecher. You have officially tuned in to the latest lesson of Teach Me How to Love You Better, which is titled Using Proper Protection, a conversation about immature perspectives of adults and how they approach singleness. And we all have been there where our hormones come before our logic and somehow we convince ourselves that we can sustain intimacy without commitment and with no complication. But today's lesson is telling us a different story. We have Neo Soul Coco here to debunk this myth. She keeps it all the way real and explain how sometimes it's impossible not to feel what feels good, even with a friend with benefits. We discuss boundaries and how we cross them without knowing it. And how in most cases you can't seem to find a boyfriend because you slept with them and discarded them already without even knowing it. So ladies, support your sister. Fellas, sit back and shut the hell up. Because Coco makes it her point to let us know that at some point you will get tired of being the convenience to someone and not be able to get the commitment when you are ready for it. You are now tuning in to Using Proper Protection featuring Neo Soul Coco on Teach Me How to Love You Better. What's going on, everybody? It's BJ here with another lesson of Teach Me How to Love You Better. And I got a really great conversation and I got a dope guest. Now, backstory, I recorded a conversation about hmm, about a good eight months ago, almost nine months ago. And this this show was fire. It was good. Top to bottom. Guest, hella personality. She lit. She had a whole lot of perspective. And somehow the Internet did not want us to be great. Right. So I had to double back and ask this person again to come through because I'm just so interested in a lot of what she does. Um, She's very musical, very stylish. Um, She's a Detroit girl, which I love the most because there's not many of us in the culture. But I have Neo Soul Coco here from the Lyrics and Scripts podcast. And what else are you doing out here? I'm going to let you tell your own story. Well, that intro was amazing. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely got me over here blushing, blushing. But, um, but yeah, so the Lyrics and Script podcast, um, and then I'm still doing, I'm doing the Neo Soul Coco podcast. Um, okay, and that okay. Was, that was pretty much what I was doing before with the Coco and Connie with my sister. Mm-hmm. But now it's just me. Um, so yeah, so yep, I'll still be doing that and that's where you can get all, you know, my personal stuff and then the lyrics and scripts is just, you know, me reviewing and breaking down and telling my thoughts about music and, and movies. Okay. So um I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this already, but I'm gonna ask anyway for the listeners. Where did you get your name from? <laughs> I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast mm-hmm. and he was talking about, or they, him, Rory and um, all they were talking about a specific type of woman. <laughs> they were talking about Neo soul hoes. And what they oh, were saying wow. was basically like these girls, <laughs> these girls, these women that are at all the, you know, Jill Scott concerts, the Erica Badu concerts and, you know, all those, you know, uh, type of artist and they're at these concerts with the you know they got the scarves and they got the incense burning got they stage the crib all the time and and all that and talk about like the different personalities that they have and um I was like oh my god that is so me <laughs> I'm like they're talking about me right now and so instead of saying Neo so instead of naming myself Neo so hoes because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't get it and they'll be like why are you calling yourself a hoe whatever I was just like well Neo so Coco so oh, that's where it came from that's fire that's fire because <laughs> I'm like you know maybe and it is a backstory yeah you definitely yeah. heavy on the music tip so um yes a lot of people don't know that you, uh, I don't know if you still like double back and forth, but you like used to reside in California, right? Yeah. So I came out, um, I came back to Detroit um, right before the uh, the stay at home order was in place for Michigan. Right. And it was right after 
the I'm sorry, the stay at home order was in place for LA. So mm. I got out of there like the week after and then came here and been stuck ever since. So. Oh wow. <laughs> so that's interesting yeah. because we get to kind of talk about what's it what's it actually like for you in two areas where you're from the Midwest, but then you have to mm-hmm. deal with West Coast men. So what's the difference between the West Coast Ooh. men and the Detroit men that you used to? Oh, man. Well, th- to be honest, um, being in L.A., it made me really appreciate guys from the Midwest. Um, wow. Being in L.A., yeah, yep. I, I know, right? It, it shocked me too. <laughs> but um, yeah. But being in LA, I noticed that like I'm a dark skinned black woman, woman. Mm-hmm. So there's a few. I'm not gonna say there there isn't any out there, but the um Latino community, the Hispanic com- community is is huge out there, obviously. Um, and so with that, and then it's a bunch of white people as well. So it's like you have like a whole bunch of white girls, you got a bunch of Latino, Hispanic girls, and when you do, you know, run into black women um, in Hollywood, because when I first went out there, I was living in Hollywood. So it's like the black girls, the the women that are black, they're, if they're not like me, um, I really didn't run into a lot of dark-skinned girls, and when I did, you can tell that they have been around white people a lot, you know what I mm. mean? Or they try to, um, kind of fit into that type of crowd. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it's just, it's just a little weird. So, being me, you know, dark-skinned girl from Detroit, I talk the way I talk, I don't change it up, switch it up for anybody, um, the guys out there where like first they'll be intrigued like whoa like like why you talk like that or you're mad nice or you know you don't you don't have an attitude problem or you know you listen to this type of music and this type of music like you are really cool um and just different and then you have other guys that are that just they want that white girl or they want that Hispanic girl, that, that foreign looking chick, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I don't, I mean, I didn't have, I don't have a problem with that. Like your preference is your preference, but it just left like a small pool of men for me. Oh, okay. (laughs) A very small pool of men for me. So, um, the guys that, you know, I did talk to in LA or, you know, do talk still, you know, talk to in LA, they are usually from Inglewood. They're usually like from born and raised in LA. So, you know, they're not, you know, like tainted by the whole Hollywood thing. Uh, okay, and okay. They're just like real, real, real guys. So, yeah. That's interesting because I know that they say like if you can make it in Detroit, you can make it anywhere. But I guess for love, it's a completely different conversation, you know? Com- completely different. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's and it's just like with with the LA guys, um, when you do meet someone uh that's, you know, from there and he seems really down to earth and genuine and stuff, they most of them they just want you to chase them a bit. Um, and it's sometimes it's because of status, sometimes it's because that's what they're used to. They're used to their women being really aggressive. Um, and then they just seem like too cool to really like approach you or too cool to um, really show effort. Wow. And I'm not used to that. Like, guys in the Midwest, guys in Detroit, Chicago, like, they are the aggressor. You know what I mean? They right, are right. the type to come up to you and be like, hey, sweetheart, let me take you on a date. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, right. And, and just really, and really lovable and really, you know, loving and stuff like that. And, like, that's what I'm used to. And I'm like, I'm spoiled from that because being in L.A., it's like, you don't get that a lot from those mm. guys so wow yeah i was i was in for a rude awakening that's <laughs> crazy that's crazy well we're gonna get a little bit more into your dating life if you don't mind because this is what we call teach me how to love you better and what this is is this is a conversation from a man talking to women asking women to be open honest profane vulgar whatever it is that you have to use emotionally to Tell us what you would want us to learn about how to treat you, 
how to make you feel more like a lady, more respected, all of those good things. We just want you to get it all out and give us some good game so that we can know how to approach women like Coco. All right. So the very first thing that we're going to get into is what we would call the small question. Now, this question is just your opinion. You don't have to come with no over the top, no real analytical answer. You can just be real, be, you know, specific to you. And when I ask you this question, when I ask you this question, I'm going to be completely quiet. I'm not going to say nothing until you get all of your thoughts out. And I cannot speak again until you say, "Okay, BJ, you can speak now. All right. Okay. Got you. So question is, in what way do you feel as a woman, a man could do better by women, but not necessarily for himself, but in the benefit of the women he is actually trying to love? Um, I would say. Uh, I would say communicate more. Um, Just talking asking questions not even not only just communicating but listening asking questions waiting for the answer <laughs> um um and completely hearing the woman out like a lot of the time in conversation guys just you know they they listen to respond or they're just you know hearing you out just like you're done you know you're done talking now so <laughs> i would say um oh sorry just listen Communicate your feelings. Talk about what's on your mind. Talk about what's going on with you. Um, just so we have a better understanding of how to approach you in certain things and certain and yeah, in certain things and just um what else? Communicate, listen, and be open. Um knocking those walls down, trying to knock those walls down. And uh, I just feel like that all comes back to communication, man. It's like, it's so important just to communicate and listen and trying to, and just try to understand, be understanding. Listen to me when I'm talking so you, so we both can be on the same page about things. But if that's not the case, it's like, we're never gonna, we're never gonna get anywhere because I'm truly not gonna know you. You're truly not gonna know me. And we're just not gonna get anywhere. So communicating listening to each other and understanding is like the biggest thing that God can do for me uh, the biggest thing because I think guys that listen to me and truly know me because they listen <laughs> to me you know just no matter if I'm just you know I need to vent about something or hey I'm really telling you something because I want this from you or you know I want to know you know what you think about something or anything those people that really know me from listening to me those are the people that you know they love me I love them and and um I just feel like you just get more out of a relationship that way so um yeah, I think that's important. The listening, understanding, and just the communication part of it is really important. Okay, BJ, you can talk. All right. All right. So <laughs> let's get into what you just said. Now, communication is, of course, very important. And this is what we're actually trying to um, do better about. But um, one of the things that becomes very difficult is the place from which you're communicating from. Now, if you are a person mm -hmm. that has always been hurt, sometimes you can't communicate mm -hmm. from a very hurt place. And a lot of us, as selfish as this may sound, a lot of us don't want to be responsible for, for the hurt that you probably should have worked on before we got involved, right? Mm -hmm. In your mind, is it fair to... Is it fair to allow somebody who doesn't have any responsibility to your hurt have some of an I guess some of an experience with what you're dealing with in the hopes of potentially getting to know a person better like how much of what you come from do you share with a completely new person I share it all but that's just me <laughs> I share it all because I need I need the person that um I'm dating 
or you know getting to know or whatever um i want them to know exactly where i'm coming from so if i and i try i try really 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 hard not to bring anything from past situations into my new situation um but you know if you ask me hey why did you and your ex break up or hey what's an what is you know something that you won't tolerate in a relationship i'm gonna tell you listen Mm, lying like lying is a big thing for me don't lie be honest even if you feel like it's gonna hurt my feelings be honest you know what i mean we can work through it and you'll probably find out that i'm very very understanding i get it you know what i mean everybody is not perfect i understand shit so um i try to be a hundred percent transparent and you know and and even in my wrongdoings right because everybody you know when you're going into a relationship or a new situation um and they ask you about your past situations you're gonna make yourself look like the angel right and Mm -hmm. not um talk about the shit that you've done so I, you know, I tell my shit too. Hey, listen, okay, back in ninety something, <laughs> like back in two thousand and seven, yo, I cheated. You know what I'm saying? I did this, I did that. I was a liar. I was toxic. I was whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever I did that mess that also had a hand in messing up that relationship or messing up that situation, I'm gonna put that on the table too because I need you to know that hey. I've been through this before. I've done that. And I'm, that's not what I'm on anymore. I've grown from that. And if you want to keep, you know, if you still want to pursue this, great. Now you see where I'm coming from and I want you to, and then, and then that's a, another thing. I really, I do that because I want to see how honest you're going to be with me now. You know what I'm saying? When I lay all my shit out, lay all your shit out too. <laughs> Let's just right. get it all out in the open. Let's talk about it. You know? So, yeah. um, as far as baggage though, I don't, I don't like to, you know, bring baggage and I don't like to put any hurt from another situation onto a situation that I have going on or I'm trying to have going on. Mm. I can respect that, you know, like keeping it all the way real, you know, putting everything on the Mm -hmm. table. Like I can really respect that. I just want to encourage men to not be scared of that because that's not like a, that's not an outlet for you (laughs) to still be a whole ass nigga. Like don't, be like, oh, mm-hmm. well, she telling me that she'd be cheating, then cool. I'm going to still do my thing on the side. Like, no, when a person keeping it real, respect yes. it. You know what I'm saying? And just make sure that you reciprocate that honesty and y'all just be open and honest with each other about everything that y'all got going on. Because if a person is telling you about their past in that much detail, then if you ever had a thought of doing something outside of the relationship, it gives you the comfort to bring that to the table and say, look, this shit ain't working. This is what I'm feeling. And y'all can move mm-hmm. accordingly with each other. So I can respect that. Yeah. 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 Cause I was going to say like, sometimes that does backfire. I've had sometimes I, sometimes I have to check myself like, damn, were you too honest about that? Because Someone will, try, someone will try to throw it up in your face like, well, you used to cheat, so what makes it so right, different now? What right. makes me different? What, you know what I'm saying? So you do have to be careful about the things that you, you tell certain people. Um, but, you know, if you feel like this person is an adult and they're on the same type of time that you're on, then, you know, go ahead and be and be honest with that person. For sure, for sure. All right, so we're about to get into this really, really good topic that I think you're kind of like walking us into because this is another form of a communication that we don't really understand. But this communication is directed towards our women. I want to talk to you about okay. protection, right? And we're not talking about condoms. You know, I know that that's what it typically sounds like, but. We're not even going there. We're talking about protecting yourself from like emotions and feelings and all of these different things that tend to come with a relationship and even a physical relationship only. Now, in terms of a relationship, how do you make sense of the idea that you can have casual sex with someone and not feel anything like that has always been like a huge question for me. And. (laughs) And it, and the reason why I ask this is because when the sexual aspects of the interaction only exist because of how you feel about what's taking place, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. not going to, yeah. you know, be involved with somebody physically and physically only 
if it's not worth it or if it doesn't mean or have right. a certain level of value. So are we as adults who think that we can have casual sex until we ready for love misleading ourselves to believe that you don't feel nothing when you call that one nigga every time you need that good <laughs> shit. You call him every 100%. time. 100%. <laughs> Where we are 100% misleading ourselves to think that there isn't some type of emotional connection that comes with sex at, at a certain age, I would say. Because, you know, when I was younger in my 20s, I could have sex with someone and just not even remember the the feeling, the anything about it. You know what I mean? It was just, oh yeah, I had sex with him and just move on from that. As I gotten as I've gotten older, I realized, especially when you want to be in a relationship and you are, you know, even though sometimes, you know, you might say like, oh, I don't want a relationship. I'm I'm cool, you know, single or whatever. Like, deep down, you want that connection with someone. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. If you're just having sex with someone, and, and especially if you choose, if, when you're choosing, because, like, I'm 30. So, at this point, my numbers have completely, completely gotten lower. And as far as, you know, the people that I have sex with and stuff like that, like, my numbers drop. You know what I'm saying? So, I, <laughs> you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> I'm just being for real, you know what I'm saying? It used to be, you know, a, a couple of years, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Now, it's just like, no, like, you really have to spark my interest in a real way. I really have to have a, a real connection with you. I really have to have to feel you on another level for me to even want to have sex with you. You know what mm, I'm saying? Okay. So, so, with that being said, if when I do find somebody that's cool and I'm feeling them and everything is great and I do decide to have sex with them, I already like you. So the sex is just like an added bonus and that's just going to add more emotions to how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Right. So for me to say, you know, I can have sex and not feel anything, that would definitely be, definitely be a lie. You know, it would definitely be, I'm just lying to myself and lying to the other person because I was just in that situation, this type of situation, um, last year where I was friends with someone and we're still friends, but I was friends with someone and we ended up having sex. And to myself, I was just like, nah, whatever. It's just going to be sex. But the more we have sex, the more I'm liking you. And the more I'm like, why don't you, why aren't you my man right now? Like, what, is, <laughs> what more do we have to do? I know you feel this love in between us. Like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? And so I just had to make a conscious decision to be like, you know what? If this is not going to, like, lead into a relationship, if we're not going to go to the next level with this, it's just pro it's best that we don't even do this. Because I'm going to be in my feelings. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I don't know how to deal with you not loving me back. So let's just stop this. So oh, shit. Yeah, it's it 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 definitely depends on where you are in life and um you know, yeah, where are you where you are in life. And if you're if you if deep down in your heart you know that you're ready for something serious, meaningless sex is just not a thing. It just it just can't be a thing. Damn. All right. Well, the reason why I was, you know, why I really wanted to touch this is because this is the mind state of everybody who's complaining about love. Like everybody is talking about mm -hmm. ain't no good men and ain't no good this or it's not enough of whatever it is that you feel like is significant or important. But mm -hmm. women don't realize you fucked them already. You know what That's I'm saying? That. Like, Ooh, say that. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> like you already smashed him. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, like, for us as adults, even with me, I could be, like, I could be completely transparent and saying, like, I know myself very well emotionally. And even when I thought that I was mm -hmm. in my whole phase, I wasn't the best hoe I could be because right? I knew <laughs> I knew that I still had, like, boundaries. I didn't want to, like, mm -hmm. do certain things because I know as a man, I enjoy certain things a lot. And I don't want you to think that mm -hmm. this is more than what we agreed upon. So 
I'm the person that was always getting cut off because it's like, well, damn, he not even doing the full sexual experience when we hooking up because he's saving himself for a relationship. <laughs> so without even knowing it, I'm in the mind frame of a relationship while thinking I'm a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you begin to like realize that so much of what you try to protect yourself from is the very things that it actually takes for you to have what it is that you want at the end of the day. You still mm -hmm. want somebody that's going to look at you and be like, damn, she the shit. You still want that person mm -hmm. to, you know, pull up at the light and see you as you walk in or crossing the street and be intrigued. You still want that energy or whatever. So, I just think that we need to kind of talk about the context of what we really mean when we say it's just physical and not really involving the feelings of a real relationship, because pretty much you just trying to protect yourself from being hurt when that just comes with the territory. You know, it's yeah, it's not really yeah. a way to protect yourself from hurt. People going to fuck up, make mistakes, the whole nine. But, you know, us being smart, we can't keep giving so much of our bodies away because that starts mm. to that starts to communicate a lot in the interactions that we have with men or women because what i notice women mm -hmm. do is a woman will say what she wants settle for based on the person she knows she already gets that fulfillment from so like you'll say to yourself in a dating situation I'm not going to deal with a nigga that don't text me because you got a nigga texting you already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll begin yeah. to believe that yeah. these are requirements when it's actually you pointing out that you only have fragments of what you actually want at the end of the day. You know, so it's just, yeah. it's so that much. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's so much that we can go into um, that. I want to get your perspective on. So what parts of yourself do you lose the more you try to avoid connection to a person you are physically connecting with? Wait, say that one more time. Okay. What part of yourself do you lose the more you try to avoid connecting to a person you are trying to physically connect with? Hmm. Um, what part of myself do I lose? I think when only trying to physically connect with someone um, and not have it be more than that, ah, oh, man, I, I feel like I, I tend to lose the, not compassionate, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I try not to care as much as I usually do. Um, I try to... I try to make it seem like I'm this tough person and everything you, and I'm not, you know, worried about what goes on when you're not around me. And that's like, that's not me. Even mm. if I am just having a physical, physical relationship with you, I still, you know, want to know what's going on with you. Are you okay? Um, how are things like just, just, just normal stuff or things that I think are normal, you know, if you care about a person. Um, I try not to do that as much because if we're just having sex, I just want to keep it at that. You know what I mean? I don't want to make it seem like I'm asking or I'm wanting more because I don't want to scare you away in a sense. Oh, you know, I don't okay. want to make it seem like, uh, here, here she goes. She wants a real, you know what I'm saying? Like she wants right. more. So I'm going to have to back off. So I try, I try to kind of limit what I, I guess the communication or try to limit how I come off to that person. Um, but one thing I did want to double back on that you, that you said about how you limit the things that the, the things sexually that you do to a person um, that you're not in a relationship with, if you just like having sex or whatever, you like limit that. Mm -hmm. um, that is that is not. I've definitely had the total opposite happen with me. Like people that I've just had sex with, like they show out. They do everything. <laughs> they, they do all. <laughs> They do all the things, you know, and I'm like, they're like, they're not saving anything for a relationship. They're doing it all. <laughs> and then 
that's where the confusion comes in. Like, okay, you just did that. Like, that was wild. That was a little nasty. Now, what am I, how am I supposed to feel? Like, I'm supposed to feel like you want to be my man because only my man would do something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's, it's funny that you like, you, oh, you're like crazy. the opposite. Like you kind of like, Oh no, I'm saving it. You know what I'm saying? That, that was, that was crazy because even me, that's another reason why I try to limit my <laughs> sexual partners and stuff because I, I like to get nasty. I like to do very nasty things, but you can do very nasty things to everybody. So I want to do those nasty things to people I think are special and, you know, people I want to be in a relationship with. So it's interesting that you said that because not all, I wish all guys would do that. Like, give me some weak penis so I don't fall in love with you. Like, <laughs> what, what's the problem? <laughs> like, what is going That's crazy. On so I got to ask you, so yeah. what is the character of the man who you are just being physical with? Because what in my mind, when I think about this, based on what you said, it's like you're trying not to care, right? So in a physical relationship, I would assume that because you are like giving of yourself, you letting a, a person, you know, experience your body in that way, there has to be some respect there. But... Mm -hmm certain areas of respect kind of communicate more than what the arrangement is. So is it cool for him to be able to fuck, but in the same breath, like treat you like almost like a hoe, like, you know, he not going to go get the rag. He going to call you the Uber. He ain't oh, going to take, no. it's like, so how do you yeah. draw the and line? See, and see, that's the thing. It's like, this is why I don't have like casual sexual partners right now, <laughs> because that's the thing. I've never, I've never been in a situation where I'm with someone, I'm having sex with someone and we're just sexual partners and he just smut me out and he treat me like a hoe. Like I've never had that experience. Anyone that I remember this one guy I was having sex with for years, like he was just a sex buddy for years, like maybe three, four years. And so like, whatever. Um, and he would, like, he was the nicest guy ever. I'm talking about, like, I would go over his house. He rubbed my back, rubbed my feet, make me something to eat, and just, like, cater to me 100%, and then give me bomb dick, and then, like, it, it, text me, like, afterwards, call me, make sure I got home, like, everything, you know what I mean? And, like, that's what I, I'm used to, or that's what I was used to. And so... Like, even to this day, I haven't had anyone, like, completely, like, treat me like a hoe, like, all right, like, nut all on my back and be like, all right, go ahead. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing crazy, <laughs> nothing crazy like that. But um, as far as, you know, okay, we've had an amazing sexual experience. Everything was bomb. You're treating me like a gentleman. Everything was great. And then I don't hear from you for, like, a month or so. Like, that that bothers me like that it isn't and it, it i can't say anything because it's not you didn't disrespect me you didn't do anything wrong in a sense if we're just having sex you don't owe me a conversation every day you don't owe me a text every day so i get it but that's when i have to kind of bag up and say okay what do i really want because if i'm expecting you to call or text me all the time or whatever exactly. i don't want to just be your sex i don't want to just be your sex partner you know so that is where lines get blurred, emotions and stuff. It just gets sticky. It gets sticky. That's crazy because the more we the more we appreciate the the physical parts of the relationship, it's almost like things become cool to do. It's like everything mm -hmm. that we trying to avoid mm, seems to be right. like cool to do now. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you could text me good morning. Not if it becomes a habit, it's almost like a fucking relationship. I'm not about to be texting you yeah. every morning, good morning, because now you're going to expect it over time. Like, damn, that nigga ain't text me good morning. Exactly. So everything exactly. that we think we doing to protect ourselves from falling in love is happening while we're, our bodies are being vulnerable to another person. And think about how personal it feels when a person hits your particular spot you get to have the orgasm that you probably didn't have with the three or four different guys that was on your roster from back in 06. 
Like in those moments mm-hmm. when you, mm-hmm. let's just say you totally give up all of your little, you know, fuck friends or whatever, and you settling for a full fledged one man dating situation, exclusive dating. I want a boyfriend. You find a good nigga, you like him, but then his dick is trash. Oh no! Now you thinking nope. about everybody you cut off. <laughs> See, but there, that here's the thing: you can't cut. Well, now you can't cut anybody off because you know you can. <laughs> holes are holes are very easy to get back. Holes are very easy to get back. Some are, you know, they may play tough at first, but oh, holes are man. very easy to get back. <laughs> so i wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say you know cut everybody off because before I can get you know seriously emotionally attached to someone in that way, I need to have sex with you first to make sure that everything is everything and i because if i if I like you and everything is great, you treat me great you everything everything is perfect, and I have sex with you and it's trash. I'm, you probably won't even talk to me again. Like, I, it's, it's that serious for me. It's that, wow, sex is wow. that serious for me. I cannot, I cannot have bad sex in, in a relationship. I cannot. I just, I'm too much of a sexual person. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. And, you know, it's just, it's like a bond between our bodies. Like, if our bodies don't mesh we don't have good energy and just everything flows. Everything flows perfectly. If that doesn't happen when we have sex, <laughs> it's going to be real hard for me to not do that with someone that I know can give me the satisfaction that I need. You know what I mean? Mm. So I can't be in a relationship with someone with bad sex. So that will never happen with me. Wow. I can't. That's crazy. Can't. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. in the instant. And I, I, and I lost out on like really good guys that way. Like in 2017, I'm trying to remember my whole years. 2017 maybe. <laughs> I think it was two guys, two really good guys. The first guy, he was a little short, but I gave him a chance. You know what I mean? He was like, because he checked off all the other boxes. Like, he was a good guy, you know, financially stable, like, just a nice guy. Over, He brought me flowers just, like, for no reason. He was such a good guy. But the sex was trash. It was super trash. So it was, like, on top of him being short, your sex is trash, too? I'm sorry. I can't do it. Like, I couldn't do it, you know? So, God yeah. God damn. It's <laughs> <laughs> serious. It's you serious. keep it so real though. Like this shit is funny as hell. Okay, so <laughs> in the event of you saying, now let's just say we're gonna use the short trash dick nigga, okay? We're gonna use him as an example. Okay. Now let's just say he is eighty percent of everything that you want in a relationship, but mm-hmm. he lacks the twenty percent that makes the bedroom activity a complete and fulfilling overall relationship but then you have the guy that makes up for the sexual part of the relationship but he's 40 percent of what you are Mm. looking for in a relationship who do you pick okay so about this 40 right (laughs) 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 like what like okay do we got kids like what's What's keeping him at this 40? Because I make it work with the 40. I make it make the 40 at least a 60. You know what I'm saying? God like, damn. That, yeah, man. That I'm telling you. It's, and it might not be that serious to other people. Other people can probably be like, oh, I can teach him or blah, blah, blah. But I deal with grown men that have been having sex for a long time. If you don't know it by, if you don't know how to do it by now, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to sit, sit here and teach you how to eat pussy i'm not about to sit here and 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 then it's like i don't want to put nobody on that so no but sometimes you know if the if the um if the penis <laughs> is just too small to do the job you know what i'm saying that's an ultimate no-go now if you have the equipment and i just have to you know kind of tell you hey i like this position that position that position i might can work with you but if the equipment is just not there, I I can't do anything. I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. I'll take the 40 because I can't. You know what I'm saying? 
So it just depends on like what's going on there because I may be able to teach you a couple tricks, but if the equipment isn't right, I can't do nothing with it. Oh I can't man. Y'all got no hope for Coco out here in these streets. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why I'm single. <laughs> God damn. All right. So, okay, you answered the question. You say you would rather take the 40% with the good, you know, bedroom action versus having the 80% fulfillment of the relationship and the sex is trash, right? That sounds so bad. No, it don't. It do. <laughs> it really do. But. Terrible. Okay, I'm not gonna take either. I don't. I don't want either. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually leads me into um another portion of the conversation where one of the most famous quotes in our lifetime is "To know me is to love me." Right. Mm-hmm. What happens when the man you are having sex with is a pleaser by nature, and he's getting to know you, and you're getting to know him? Now, true enough, this could very well be the guy that is not satisfactory, but you're getting to know him as a person and you're realizing that he is really sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it becomes a thing mm-hmm. where it hurts you to hurt him. Is that ever a case where you develop a soft spot and how do you protect yourself from that? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely developed soft spots for guys that do you mean like guys that I shouldn't? Or or guys that I'm just having sex with, or or what, or yeah, like any of them, because it's like almost like you know what your objective is, but here you are mm-hmm. experiencing the the realness or the connection to a person who really wants to get to know Coco, and he's really attentive. He's doing all of those sweet things. He's paying close attention, and now you get to know that okay, this is a person who likes to please me, and. You beginning, Mm -hmm. you're beginning to develop feelings about who he is. Now, whatever his flaw is at that point, even with the flaw, it seems like his character and his personality is what begins to matter the most. Like, how do you protect yourself from people who just overwhelm you with everything that you ultimately want? Mm -hmm. That is tough. That is that is tough because I am a sucker for like love affection attention like I'm a sucker for all that if if a guy is you know doing all the right things he's texting me he's calling facetiming um you know listening to me pop-ups whatever or you know supporting me that's a big thing um supporting me on like everything that I'm doing like it's just there to talk to me about whatever you know what I mean I start to look at that person like, wow, like, I know you got three kids, but (laughs) I like you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're a very nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Especially, and not only just pleasing me, like, if I get to know who you are, if you let your guard down, and now that I'm seeing, now that I, now I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, okay, besides, you know, whatever flaws you have, you're a really good person. That's what matters the most to me. Like, if you're a really good person inside and out, you know, you stand for something, you stand in your, because I only date black guys, so you stand in your blackness, you're a really good person, you know, you, you're ambitious, you're goal-oriented, like, all the good stuff. If I see that in you, then your flaws become really small to me. You mm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I start to look at the, the person. You know what I mean? Especially if you treat me right. That's like, a, and you vegan? <laughs> like, oh, man, he got to be vegan, too? God damn. <laughs> that's just a little extra. You know what I'm saying? But no, like, <laughs> if you're really good like that. So, I, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, you know, develop a soft spot for someone that, um that's just a good person and and treats me right so um i am willing to overlook flaws they just can't be like it can be something huge like i was joking about the three kids thing but that's a lot you know what i mean right, three kids right, is a right. lot. so and so you know what i mean there's just certain things that i can't overlook but you know if it's i don't know if it's something small if it's one kid all right Okay. Like whatever. Um. But yeah. 
That okay, so Ooh, shit. You gave me a lot with this. Okay. <laughs> now, basically what I'm taking from everything that you're saying is it's not safe to casually fuck people. Like you no. cannot control no. what's going to happen, how you going to feel, and all of the things in between. Um it's just safe to be which I can respect your approach to it because you're keeping it all the way real no matter what you're doing. And that that makes the difference, but it also makes it difficult. So um, mm-hmm. for you guys listening, you know, Coco really gave us a whole lot of like insight to how she runs her her stable. In a sense, she has people that she knows that she can depend on for certain things. She pretty much set her boundaries, her barriers, all of that shit. But we don't do that. Like, a lot of us just think that we just say it and it's supposed to happen that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. when you get to a point where you establish your needs, what is it that what is it that a guy asks you for after you tell him what it is you want in whatever relationship that y'all have, whether it's a kicking it, boyfriend, or just fucking? Like, what is it that guys typically ask you for? when you lay your demands out does it does it ever match or make you have to like adjust yourself in any type of way like what is it that guys are asking for when you make your demands known um uh i think the main thing is hmm i don't know i've never really had a guy as the well yeah okay as far as relationship wise um they would ask me to open up more as far well as far as like just being open with them about personal things i'm really like it's as open as i am and as transparent as i am about a lot of different things it takes a lot for me to open up about very, very personal things. You know what I mean? As far as family and just my mental health and things like that. Um, So that would probably be the only thing that as far as a relationship with someone that I'm just having sex with is just, I'm like the conversation is always just, you know, it's fun. It's funny. It's whatever. Um, but when I get into relationships and when it's time to really get deep and it's time to talk about family and stuff like that, it takes a little, it takes a little while longer for me to open up, open up and to trust people with certain information. You know what I mean? Um, trust people with just, just depending on people. I have a hard time depending on someone. And like, I was in one relationship where, a guy was like, you never asked me to do anything. Like, er- like I just, I do everything myself. And he's just like, let me be your man. Let me do something for you. Oh, like, wow. and okay. so that's a, that's a big thing for me. Just like letting go and just, cause I'm just, I've become so independent over the years um, after being dependent in a relationship. And so now I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't need you to do anything. I got it. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm always just good. So letting go, letting other people do things for me, um, and then just opening up as far as, you know, um, deep-rooted stuff, issues, whatever. Um, I think that's a that's a big thing in relationships. But just, you know, fuck buddies. We we laugh. We have a good time. It's, it's, it's oh, so that's the fun. only like, thing? That's the only thing they care about is just, you know, vibing pretty much. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, I'm, my whole thing is, I'm like, your girl, homie, like, I'm just, we, we can vibe out some music, we can talk about sport, we can talk about whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just that girl to some people, but when it comes to, like I said, getting deeper, it's like, I kind of put a little block up, like, hold on, like, what you want to know all that for, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So, as tough as you are, you still have, like, a barrier to get through. So, is running from love, yeah. is running from love happening more now because we are becoming numb to our feelings based on how hard heartbreak has, like, frequently hit us in the past? 
So like when you get to a point where you accepting all of the things that come with, you know, the guys that you're dealing with and you're telling yourself that you're doing this because this is what's best for you right now. But in your mind, you don't realize that you're running from everything that you want, because the more that a person is physically pleasing, the more you tend to care about them, the more you tend to want them around versus those moments when you probably in the crib chilling lonely watching netflix you know ordering shit you know <laughs> ordering a bunch of food like shit like that so you begin to even in those you know just physical relationships kind of romanticize just the fuck buddy you know what i'm saying like he he yeah. becomes a little bit more significant in moments when you realize that you're running from the things that bother you about love so like, does that ever make it hard for you to be honest with yourself when you do decide, okay, either I like one of my hoes or I'm ready to cut this all off and be in a relationship? Like, does it make it hard to make that decision? Yeah. Um, I feel like now it's easier for me because now I I do understand, like, okay, Coco, it's time for you. It, I want to be in a relationship. I want someone, I want one person. I don't want a bunch of hoes. I don't want a bunch of different guys calling me, texting me and wasting my time. I want one person. Um, but okay. before, you know, not that long ago, I definitely was running from even the thought of just one person. Like, I can't text nobody else. I can't call nobody else. I can't go out on dates with whoever I want to. Just one person. I don't want to do that. I don't, I didn't want to do that. And I couldn't, I didn't realize what I was doing until I lost out on a really, really good guy. And he was like, you know, he had flaws, (laughs) you know, he had a couple flaws, but they were like stuff that it was like really just dumb stuff. Just, you know, just really dumb stuff that I could have like, just told him like, Hey, don't do that no more. And it could have just been resolved. But, um, but, you know, he was he was a really good guy, and I was running from the thought of being in a relationship with him because I knew that to be in a relationship with him, like, this would be a serious relationship. Like, he's someone that's ready for marriage. He's ready some, for, I mean, he's someone that's ready for, like, the real deal. And I was scared of that. I didn't, I didn't want that at that time. I'm just like, okay, if I get into a relationship with you, what about all of these guys? <laughs> what about, you know, what about me just, you know, going on trips and just being wild and crazy and all this, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't want to give that up. And it was like, it didn't hit me until I seen that person in a relationship with someone else. And I was like, that was supposed to be me. Like, we supposed to be going on trips to Italy and Thailand and all that stuff. Like, what is going on right now? And so that was like a smack in the face along with, you know, just being out here and dating a bunch of guys that just are so annoying. Um, it made me realize, like, okay... I want just one person. I don't want a bunch of people and I need to stop running from this. Every time that I get a a halfway decent guy, I pick out his flaws. You know what I mean? I just, I'm like, Oh, I don't like the way you chew. Like, why do you chew so loud? Yo, like (laughs) I can never be with you. (laughs) Right. right. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I pick out the small things to make me just, you know, not even want anything else from you. Right. Sex. And I just, I had to stop doing that. I had to realize what I was doing and then just stop doing that. And so now I'm like, I don't even have sex with you. Like I've literally haven't had sex since January and it's blowing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But, But that's just because that like I'm, super picky because now I know hey the next person I want to have sex with is someone that I can see myself in a relationship with and I'm not running from that so yeah I I definitely um missed out on relationships just running running away from love just running away from it and that is what a lot of us are going through you know just not realizing that you know in the, the grand scheme of things you're losing like very important pieces of your plan for what you see yourself having in a relationship because a lot of us are 
very picky when we do meet people because we know what we are already experiencing. We know that we have Mm -hmm. a person that if not for just that one thing that we're being picky about, we know that we have that one thing already versus trying to find that one guy that can do it all or at least do the majority. So that is one way we have to learn how to use, I guess, better protective practices in a sense, because using your common sense and not, you know, using your options sometimes is the best Mm -hmm. way for you to avoid, you know, possibly getting caught up and falling for somebody that you're not meant to be with knowing when something is not enough, even if they are doing that one thing good, but just knowing that they're still not enough. Okay. Yeah. You, you fuck good, Mm -hmm. but you 80% a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to (laughs) know, Yeah. When, you know, certain things are not good enough. So when we say using proper protection is making sure that we show the proper care and concern for not only, you know, our hearts, but our bodies, too, because our bodies is connected to that same heart. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. some things feel good and are not necessarily good for us. So this is what we wanted to kind of bring to the attention of the listeners which coco did a very good job of doing because she basically told us that while being a hoe she had relationship standards (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) so i mean but i respect your honesty you kept it all the way real and i know a lot of women are going to be able to relate to that so for all of you women that's still trying to be hoes out here and you got relationship standards for even your fuck buddy you got some serious conversations to have with one or two or possibly several men about what it is that you really (laughs) want for yourself, because eventually you are going to have to have better communication with yourself and say, Hey, look, man, at least two or three of these niggas got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to start narrowing down. See, uh, But another thing about that, like now, if you're in your whole phase, if you out here hoeing and enjoying yourself and, you know for sure, like, I'm right now, at this point in my life, I'm just hoeing. I don't feel nothing more than, you know, these sexual feelings or, you know, a little bit of like for these certain people. Cool, if you have it under control and you truly, honestly have it under control, then cool. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. But, you know, if you have a little bit, you know, of of doubt or if you feel in a certain type of way towards one person and you know what i'm saying it's not adding up to the rest of your roster or whatever have those conversations with yourself and those people yeah for sure for sure all right man you killed this i knew i knew what i was doing when i picked this topic <laughs> for you i'm like she about to kill this shit she about to have the jokes she about to keep it all the way detroit <laughs> and you know and it all made Definitely. sense it all made sense so i appreciate you for coming through and you know giving me the second shot to get you on the show because I really like the way that you push it together in perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't yeah. all have to, you know, preach or to make shit sound like, oh, we just had this breakthrough or God spoke to me. Like sometimes we can just say, look, while being a hoe, this is what I learned. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I yeah. really respect how real you keep it. So that was the most important reason to have you on this because we want women to be real with us so we can learn how to maneuver in these spaces where they want us to do better by them. So thank you so much for coming through. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I definitely had to get back on, man. And I'm like, this. My, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, no, because I'm just not feeling it this week with everything <laughs> going on. But I'm like, this is my Detroit brother. So right. I definitely got to hop on and, and kick up. it with him, man. So I appreciate you. All the time. All the time. So uh, give them all of your information. Let them know where they can find you. All of your show information. Let them know about your vegan stuff that you be doing out here, trying to change the health. <laughs> Just gash yourself up right quick so they can get in touch with you. All right. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, I am Neo Soul Coco. Um, my black media page is uh, lyrics underscore scripts. And on there, on on that podcast, I just talk about, you know, music, movies, um, everything related to black film and black entertainment. 
Um, and Neo So Coco podcast. You just get me talking shit about everything I'm I'm going through, everything that's going on with me. So make sure you follow and support you guys. For sure, for sure. Um, definitely some great content over there. So we're going to have all of that information included in the artwork and all of the promo that we do for the episode. Definitely follow her. She's dope. We got to support our women content creators, too, because there's not many of them that are good. I'm going to just be honest. You know, it's not many of them that are good. Um, We can say the same thing for men. It's not a discriminative comment. But for me personally, I'm very like particular about the women I listen to and that I, you know, support. So um, she's yeah. definitely dope. She's not just talking a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, it's not a whole lot of ratchet. It's not overdoing it. It's just a little bit. You know, it's a nice, healthy balance. So that's what we like to keep you know, our listeners engage with. So she's definitely over there doing some great things. So follow her. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at DergoBJ. That is D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The show page is The Subject Change. Definitely send me an email if you have any questions, comments, I guess a show suggestion, maybe a guest opportunity that you would like to take. Hit me up in an email at loveletters115 at gmail.com. And this has concluded. The lesson of using proper protection with Neo Soul Coco. I'll see you guys again in two weeks. Peace and blessings. <laughs>